0: G'day! Welcome to the Afterthought Podcast, presented by Games Night App. I'm your host, Dave, uh, and with me is my co-host, who is the godfather of Games Night App. Uh, He's also my mate. He's a top bloke as well. This is Dan. Say g'day, Dan.
1: You shower me too much. (laughs) (laughs)
0: No, no, no! You deserve every (laughs) bit of it, mate. Uh, Now, if you're watching us live on Twitch, uh, please drop any comments and questions you have in the chat. We'll do our best to get through it to it uh, throughout the show. Stick around to the end as well. We'll answer any questions you have uh, at the end. So um, please please let us know. We'll let you know how you can engage with us uh, through our various socials at the end uh, too. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we'll get to as many questions as we possibly can. We've got a good show lined up for you today. Uh, Dan, can you tell our listeners a little bit about Games Night app, where it all came about, where your idea was from, what is it, and uh, how can our audience engage with our Games Night app crew?
1: Yeah, so uh, app.gamesnight.fun, um, basically it is a board game management system. Um, so effectively, uh, you know, we were looking at Board Game Geek, and you have lists and you can do things in there, but it, it really didn't kind of help manage your collection in any way. So, um, so we, we created Games Night to, to help, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of, of lending out my games and introducing people to games, uh, and uh, it's it's very hard when you've got a big collection of games. Actually tracking who has what, when you lent it to them, um, and then also you know who didn't actually pack it away properly or who <laughs> lost a piece or things like that. So um, yeah, so, so uh, we have that uh, that in there. Um, so you have your own list, um, which is you know all the games you currently own. You have your wish list, which is all the games that you wish you owned. Um, and that's a great, um, that's actually a really good tool like uh, for Christmases yeah. and, and, and birthdays. Um, all I did was just go into your uh, your wish list yeah. and, as a friend on, on app.gamesite.fun and I was able to buy the exact game you wanted. So it was very, very useful and very helpful. Um, then you also have the itch list. Um, and this is probably one that I'd love to be able to use more, but obviously because we stream, um, we're playing so many games that i don't get to play a lot of the itch ones but um before we were actually streaming the itch list was really that that um uh list i would go to and saying well i want to play some games what game do i do i have that i want to play because you know i've got something like 150 games and that's not a big collection for some people some people have hundreds of games um uh, and you forget which games you have like I constantly forget. Oh, I have the crew, which was a game that we played on stream, and I was like, "Oh, David, can you bring over the crew?" And then I was just looking through and, and scrolling through, them, and I was like, "It says I have the crew." Oh my gosh, do I have the crew? And I, you know, went down, and of course, I found it because it's a, a game that you, you know, I just didn't realise that I had acquired at some point in time and I didn't realise it. So yeah. Secretly the it's-
0: acquired it. Yeah.
1: Secretly acquired it. <laughs> Without the wife knowing, yeah, yeah. Um and then she's gonna listen to the podcast or watch the stream and, and then yeah. the whip's and gonna work go. You down. Out. <laughs> Absolutely suss you out. So yeah, that so the, the you know, those lists are the main kind of core part. Um uh, you know, but we've got other things in there. We've got the rating systems. You can actually track which games you've played, how you like them. We don't do a star rating system. We, you know, if you've watched any of our streams, you can see that we we do rating a bit different in terms of asking a few questions that actually um, quantify and qualify your experience more so than a arbitrary uh, numbering system. I so- find
0: I find the rating system that we use is is really around the social part of gaming isn't it
1: yeah absolutely and and, you know to me that's why i play games i play games because i enjoy that social aspect it's also it's also a you know a nice brain challenge but realistically it's that um enjoyment you get from bringing people to an experience like uh if we think of who goes there we played recently it's the stories that we told during that game that we're going to take away forever um,
0: yeah. Now, if, you, if you're listening to the podcast, we'll drop all of these links and so on that we, we have to our socials in the, uh, in the description. Uh, but if you're watching on Twitch, um, you can see there that you can engage in a number of ways with Games Night app. And we'll get back to that at the end of the show as well, just to let you know how you can get involved. Now, on today's podcast, uh, we're going to be discussing the games that we've played recently and what we think of them. We we'll we will be talking about a few of those games. Uh, we'll we'll get to our as yet unnamed guess how many segment. Yep. Uh, we run a guess how many uh, show on Twitch on a Sunday night. Um, Melbourne time. It's Mel- important. Yeah. Melbourne time. Yeah. Australia time. That's right. Um, and uh, they uh, what we do is is we pull the games from the BGG or Board Game Geek database and um, and those that have been added in the past week. And so what we're going to do today is we're going to go through that list or as many as of, of them have sort of drawn our attention. So we're going to go through the top three today because there's this week we'll, we'll talk about how many were added to the Board Game Geek database. There was a lot in the past week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So going through all those was was a pretty uh, – it was a good task. It was kind of good to pull out, but, if, but of course there were three that sort of drew my attention, so we'll go through that. Beautiful. Uh, we're also going to do a segment called The Crunch, which is basically where we just answer your board game questions or just chew the fat. Yep. We're just Beautiful. going to have a chat. Yeah, you guys are going to get to know us. Um, Hopefully uh, you can connect with us as well and we will get to know you too and grow a bit of an audience that way. So uh, let's get into it. Being this is our very first, this is our premiere episode, episode number one. I thought it'd be good to just sort of share a little bit about ourselves and and I've got some interview questions for Dan. So Dan, uh, tell us a little bit about the board game that hooked you into this. Hobby.
1: yeah. So uh, as a kid, I loved Risk. Um, it was, you know, it's a, a a great strategy game, but it's not. It's, it's an old school game. Like it's been around forever. And it, and when you actually break it down, and if I look at it back now, it's like oh, I will play a lot of other games other than Risk. But back then, we didn't have the choice. Like that was it. You, you had Monopoly, you had Risk, and you had a few other things that classified as Connects board games. Fall. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're not <laughs> really board games. Yeah. So, um, but uh, in, in terms of modern games. Um, Funnily enough, it's not a modern game. It's from the 1980s called Incognito, but it got reprinted um, in in the noughties and and early teens. Um, And I think that that was actually the game that kind of really, you know, Shifted my thinking in terms of what board games can be. Um, and I think that's probably just, you know, funnily enough, just the same within libraries. It, it's uh, people have this antiquated or old view of what they are. Um, and, and that's what I really love experimenting and playing and, and showing people, well, no, actually, this is what a game is now. This is what it is and this is what it can be. Mm. Um, and Inconcrito was the game for me. Um, so if you've never heard or seen it, um, it it's a game that you – a four player game it can be played three and it can be played five but it's best played at four Um, and you've got two teams of of two Uh, the problem is you you don't know who your partner is so you're actually playing and trying to figure out who your partner or who your spy (sighs) fellow spy is
0: we're talking about incognito
1: Yes, so uh, so yeah. In, with Incognito, you have Pluto-esque kind of game of asking each player questions to identify. Are they? Uh, you've got four different body types, and then you've got four different um, heights. So, are you thin? Are you fat? Are you um, normal? Are you uh, lanky? Mm-hmm. Um, and then are you short? Are you tall? Are you normal? Are you like, so? You've got these different kind of attributes and uh you if you bump into someone because you're playing in in like a a venice map um, and you're trying to go around and bump into uh, other opponents um to try and find out who your fellow spy is so you're bumping into all the other three players um and, and you're saying well you get to ask a question and they get to give you one true one false or is it too true true or false? I haven't played it in a long yeah, time, but yeah, it's, it's a, a great game. It's never going to leave my collection because, yeah. it's, it's as you say, it's the game that got me into it. Yeah. Um, but it is that game that kind of shows the different mechanics that, you know, these were out in the 1980s, but they weren't prevalent. They weren't popular. Um, I, I think there was only a couple of uh, hundred not a couple of thousand made. Um, whereas now, like the reprint had, you know, tens of thousands of copies made. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's available now anymore, but... Okay. Um, it is becoming more and more available and that's board games in general becoming a lot more available than they used to be. So back in the 80s when it was released, if you got a copy of the game, awesome. But if you didn't, then you're stuffed. You couldn't get it anywhere. So, yeah. um, and I think that that's probably the biggest aspect that's changed over the last decade is that you know, especially with the reprint of Incognito that I was able to get, um, that change has really made it more accessible to everyone.
0: And so you've, you've introduced games, certainly modern games, to a lot of people, including me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but if you were introducing something to, to, to someone today, yep. what, what would you start with? Oh,
1: that's a great game. I, I suppose that it actually depends on the person. Um, and it's the same within beer and within coffee and, and with most, with most niche, um, it, it's, it's actually understanding the person first and then choosing a game that's going to match for them. Um, and, 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 Kate's probably a great example that stream, if you've joined us on Twitch, um, Kate joins us on the Sunday night streams, um, for I guess how many, and, she was never into board games. Even when uh, her very first stream, and it's interesting if you go back and watch a recording of it, her very first stream, she had never played a game before. And we did a six-hour-long stream. She came in just to help for you know the first hour, just to get, you know help me keep it entertained because then Callum was going to come in and then you were going to come mm. in, in the evening. Um, but then you know she caught that bug very quickly and now has been on almost every stream since. Um, but uh, uh, the you know the first game I i bought for her was actually cafe and that's a great game that i'd introduce to anyone that likes coffee you know if you like coffee and i love coffee um but i know my friends that like coffee and it's a great game to introduce people to it's not too complicated but you're starting to see see what modern mechanics look like um
0: actually i remember the first game you you played with her was ragnarok's
1: ragnarok's yeah and that's actually probably another game that i would definitely introduce people to because the explanation of it super super simple like it's a very easy game to start, um, and we we're playing it on Tabletop Simulator, mm-hmm. so it's a bit difficult to, to, to really try and um, convey modern board gaming because you know, when that comes out, uh, I think it's the uh, first quarter of this year, so yeah. in the next few months, that'll come out. Um, that game really is a quite quick and easy introduction that you can do. Um, the teach takes 2 minutes. Yeah. It's it's such an easy teach. Um but the game evolves based on the other player, based on the role you have, the based cards on you have. Yeah. yeah um, and the complexities grow exponentially without adding any you you not adding rules to make complexity, which you know, heavy games like euros and the that's what they do. They add rules that will then make add that complexity or they'll add new mechanics that add complexity. Um Ragnarok's really only has three kind of main rules yeah. um and they don't add extra rules to it so um that's also a great game to introduce people to um uh, and the other would be something like the crew or space yeah. team yeah. um super small simple games um if if i think that they're not uh, if they're not into strategy or not into any kind of heavy lifting or if they're a bit younger mm-hmm. um zombie dice or the, the the Dino Dice.
0: I think actually Zombie Dice was maybe the first game I bought. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: it's yeah. it's um, that's a great example of a very simple concept done well. Um, another one is Liars Dice. Liars Dice is really kind of good for that. Um, though that you know they're both you know bordering or not being board games, yeah, yeah. but they they they're kind of they're showing that hey, oh you like Uno? Well then let's play Zombie Dice, um, and then. From Zombie Dice, I'll move me into Ragnaroks, and then I'll move them into Cafe, and then I'll move them into. Um, and I think that um, hopefully, if, if Kate's watching or, or listening, um, uh, she can kind of attest and, and add to the Discord and socials if it's true or not. But we slowly introduced her to games. So uh, I think on that night, we went from Ragnaroks into Canvas. Um, and then into Eldorado um, and, and ironically they, I, I didn't plan it it just happened naturally um, we taught mechanics that could then follow through mm. um, so Ragnaroks has the tile movement and, and, and the uh, special powers um, moving into uh, canvas which is a you know artist building kind of games you card drafting and uh, I wouldn't say set collection, but it's like a deck. Yeah. Uh, it's like a building. There's for a the lot game. of
0: tags on the card, like color tags, and yeah, yeah, and it changes. Shape tags, yeah, yeah.
1: I know, man. That game, yeah. that game's coming in soon, and okay. I look forward to actually having physical copy to play with because because it just looks beautiful. It looks amazing. Yeah. Um. And then, yeah. Then you know, a Quest for Eldorado, mm. which is you know, it's it's kind of like a race game, but yeah. it's not. it, it, yeah, it is. It's essentially it's a
0: deck building. Race. race game, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, in that one night, we 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 kind of did that transition, starting off with something easy, then moving into something more complicated.
0: So, uh, in this in this podcast, we're going to be talking about the games we've played as well, um, played recently. Uh, but Dan, you, you you've got some questions for me, so I think it's only fair. I think, I think it's it's, it's, it's going it, to return the favor.
1: I think it's fair to return the favor, I mean that uh, <laughs> getting to know me is great, but also getting to know you. And you know, as as the podcast goes, I imagine you have the idea of having everyone else on the stream as Absolutely, well. Absolutely,
0: yeah. So we're going to hopefully get some guests, and yeah, a, a feature feature the other members of the crew as well. So
1: beautiful. Um. So first question for you, Dave. Mm. When someone asks, "Hi, Dave, what is it you do?" What's your answer?
0: So I'm a teacher. In fact, I'm a secondary school teacher. And for those uh, who are watching overseas, um, so I, I I teach 12 to 18 year olds. Um, and I teach. I'm, I'm primarily a physical education teacher. But over the years, I've, I've increasingly taught psychology. And that's probably where I'm, I'm. Most of my time is spent now in, in psychology. So so I'm a, I'm a physical education and health and psychology teacher. That's what I te- That's what I tell people.
1: Yeah, so you use the psychology at the board game I, table yeah, then. Yeah, that's right. I use the yeah.
0: psychology of the board. All that that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's what I do during my day.
1: Beautiful. Um, and what was it what was the board game that hooked you into the hobby?
0: Well, I remember I think we've known each other for or well, since our kids were in in uh, in um, kindergarten in um, sorry, not yep. prep in prep. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Um, so that's going back probably 7 years or so and yep. and I remember I remember coming to your place and you had this shelf, which you've still actually got it. <laughs> um, a shelf of games and I had no idea that there were this many games. I'd never walked into a game store. And That
1: was when my collection was small.
0: That was when it just was in one yeah, kind yeah. of wardrobe. yeah, well, in yeah. A sense. Yeah yeah it,
1: it took up it took up a couple of shelves. A now it takes up the entire unit and then some.
0: Absolutely. So then, I don't know how it came about, but we were at your place one night, and you pulled out Sheriff of Nottingham.
1: Ah, uh, yes, Yep.
0: And I think from that moment on, I was like, ah, oh, so these are what this is what games are now. Yeah, because you know, I'd, I'd spent a lot of time on video games, but but never really thought about you know about about a, a board game, a contemporary board game. So Sheriff of Nottingham um, is an amazing game, uh, fantastic for for social. You Know, like the occasion that you had was a dinner party, you brought it out. We all, we had, I think the the difference was that we just had a great time. Yep. We just all loved it. We had a laugh. It was, it was fantastic. And then from there, I think we might have played, you know, things like, I think, you know, Zombie Dice was one of them. That was the one that I brought. We played Pandemic. Oh, yes. Yeah. We played, um, I remember one day we had a session where we played, you know, probably 10 or 12. Um, one night ultimate werewolf games. Oh god, yes. Those sorts of things. And we found out that
1: our kids are way too good at that. And way too good
0: at lying. Way (laughs) too good at lying. Uh so phrase (laughs) sociopaths. Yeah, yeah. And I remember one day, I think I can't remember when it was, but but I said, I think I might have said to you, you know, I'm gonna buy a game, what should I buy? And um and, and you made some suggestions and I went out and maybe Pandemic was one of them and, and, and I went out and I bought Pandemic Legacy Season 1.
1: Oh, God, did I do that to you? Oh, yeah.
0: You did. That? And I, Because I, here I am naively going, oh, well, Pandemic, it's Pandemic and this is, the, leg-, you know, blah, 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 not knowing what Legacy meant. Yep, yeah, yeah. And I brought it yeah. home and I said, mate, I bought this game. What do you think? And you're like, this would be awesome. But do you understand that a Legacy game means that you kind of, it, it, it changes every game you play. I said, oh, really? And you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, you put stickers down. And I said, oh, can I replay it after I'm done? And you said, I remember you saying, oh, I don't know, maybe, maybe. Anyway, I ended up taking it back, returning, and actually just swapping it out for the, pan- the regular pandemic and loved that. Yeah, yeah. loved it. And then, and then it just evolved from there. Yeah, 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 yeah. evolved, devolved, yeah. There, whichever way you want to say. <laughs> the, 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 the the wallet, the bank account, devolved.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. My, uh, my um, especially in Australia, board games here are so much more expensive.
0: That's yeah. right. Yeah. And the cupboard that I store my games in that has absolutely evolved. So um, yeah. So I think now I've got forty something, forty five or something. Yeah, 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 something like that. Beautiful. Yeah. All right, so we're going to go to the second segment of our of our podcast, which is called The Afterthought, and this is where we're going to talk about the games we've played recently yeah. and what we've enjoyed and what we thought of them, and we'll go through a bit of our, our, our rating system and how we rate some things, and then I thought we'd talk about what's coming up.
1: Yeah. So beautiful.
0: starting with you, Dan, games you've played recently.
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, obviously we, we stream on Twitch. Um, so most of the games I play either we're getting a video ready for for – for the teacher, for for our board game bar, um, or we're playing it on stream. So uh, Mafia to Cuba, we played on Sunday
0: night. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah.
1: For for the Who Goes There? Oh, no, for the um, Guess How Many stream,
0: and we played that on. Um uh tabletop simulator didn't you? yes yeah, yeah
1: yeah so we played that on uh, we were going to play it live but uh it's a bit difficult to do that yeah. with um with everything going on at the yeah. moment uh and then we also played who goes there we did actually play that one live um mm. so that was that was really good um and
0: so tell us a little bit yeah. about who who goes there what, what, what I know that's something that you've you, you backed it was on kickstarter some time ago now, wasn't it? Yeah,
1: several years ago actually. Yeah. Um one of the first Kickstarters I actually backed, um, and I think I've backed every game from them since. Uh oh yeah. actually no, I think uh Endangered Orphans on Condile Cove was the first game. Okay. Uh and that I backed, and then they brought out Who Goes There and I was like, This looks amazing. So it's mm. it's actually so Who Goes There is based on a book. Called Who Goes There, um, and that book was actually made into a movie, which most people uh, you know that are over thirty will know as the thing. So yeah. a very very popular movie. Yeah. Um, but, John uh,
0: Carpenter movie, by the way. I'm a bit of a movie nerd, so <laughs> <laughs> a, a movie nerd a and movie a Marvel nerd, a Marvel nerd. We'll yeah. hear about that later. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, so Who Goes There is you yeah, know it's a building suspense game. Um, we have done the teach for it, so it actually the the, the teach for that is on our YouTube channel mm-hmm. um, and. Uh, we played that live on stream. So it's a yeah, great yeah. game to check out. Yeah. In terms so of how would play. you
0: describe the game? If you were describing it to somebody, how would you describe it? Uh,
1: it's a survival building suspense game mm-hmm. um, in that everyone at the start is human. Guarantee absolutely unequivocally everyone is on the same team and human. Um, depending on how well you play or depending on you know unfortunate circumstances, mm-hmm. you're going to be required to draw vulnerability cards. And on one of those cards, and there's like 12 or 14 cards, but on one of them is a blood splatter. And that means that you are now the thing. Yeah, and you've been infected. You've been yeah. infected and, and you're now the thing you're trying to win by getting away. Yeah, you're trying to get... Onto the helicopter and infect the rest of the world. Because
0: we're, the, it's set in Antarctica, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So
1: you're our, um, Antarctic explorers um, who, who've you know, found a thing and, and and you know conveniently thought it to bring it back to life, not knowing that it was going to come back to life. Because you know what thing that's frozen comes back to life. So
0: and if you've seen the movie, the thing is a shape shifting alien yeah. sort of symbiote that sort of you know it secretly moves around the Antarctic basin. Yeah to yeah knock so, off. and
1: that's why it's a building yeah. suspense game yeah. because um, and, and you know in in our game no, no I won't tell you who but um you know there were a couple of players that drew a lot of cards and there was one player that drew very few cards but they were the unlucky one to draw the, the the card so you know that that suspense kind of thing is you know you were looking at the players that drew a lot of cards but then you that one player was actually what we all should needed to be worried about yeah. now you know inadvertently we uh, we uh we did pretty well in that game, I think. So tell me, um, how did
0: it end? Because well, I know it's on our YouTube, but but I I didn't see the ending of it. So
1: <laughs> as I take a drink, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, no, yeah, definitely jump onto the YouTube. We have added chapters to all the YouTube, so you can okay. just watch the okay. end of it. Yeah, yeah, I, end, don't yeah. wanna, I don't, don't want to put any spoilers in there. So, nice. um, yeah, within within all the videos, they can be quite long. I, uh, that game is a four-hour game. It's a big game. Um, but, yeah, on, on, on YouTube, we do have the full playthrough if you wanted to watch the entire thing, or you could actually just skip to the end. Um, we, we do have um, our final thoughts of the game as mm-hmm. well as who actually... Um, who won and who was the thing? And, who was the thing? Yeah, you'll
0: have to watch the YouTube um, to find out who was the thing and who goes there. So, games that I've played recently. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, what yeah, have you played so recently? I've, I've been playing. So over the uh, over the summer break here in Australia, obviously it's it's hard when I when I hear podcasts from overseas or Twitter, yeah. they say they talk about yeah. summer, they're talking about June, July, August, and that's for us is it our summer is. December, January, February—that period. So I, yeah, I've, we're sweating right now. We're sweating. We are hot. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, you can see the, the redness on my face if you're watching us on Twitch. But, um, but I've been playing Under Falling Skies. Yeah. And this is a game that uh, I was gifted to by a very good mate who's sitting across the, the table from me. I cheated. Uh, I looked on the app. <laughs> Dan looked on the Games Night app um, app on my wish list, and he saw that on there was Under Falling Skies. And I'm very, very grateful uh, to him for for getting me that game because it is a fantastic game. It is a solo game, yeah. So it yeah. is purely solo. I want you to think, viewers. I want you to think and listeners. Think about Space Invaders.
1: Yep. Okay. Yep.
0: And uh, think about that implemented as a board game because that's essentially what it is. What it is, however, you do roll some dice. So it is a dice placement, worker placement style dice dice placement game where you're placing dice on certain actions in order to repel the the invaders. Yeah. Um, you might be, you know, you might be um, shooting missiles at them or launching a, a fleet of, of aircraft to, to fight against them. Or you might be building up your base, underground base, in order to do more actions with more efficiency and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant solo game. I can't think of another solo game that's better than this game. Um, it's it's so clever, so engaging really difficult
1: yeah, yeah yeah really difficult well it's, it's it's actually also got an interesting evolution in that it was a print and play game first so on board game geek it was it's and it's still available now as a print and play um so you can get on there and then just play the basic iteration of the game um but the box game obviously has a campaign mode it has a lot more challenges and changes and variations so they've done a great uh, a great job of actually bringing what was um kind of simple test into mm. a really really good um boxed game
0: so. oh and a really high quality production as well yeah um and just a fantastic so it's the sort of game that you would grab a beer or a coffee or whatever um a or, brew, a whiskey, a nice or whiskey a nice whiskey yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. it sit down in a quiet space in your study whatever grab grab out under falling skies and just you know, just just love the experience for, for however long you've got. It takes, you know, 20 minutes, 20 minutes to half an hour for a game, but it is got, has got a mission or a campaign that you can play through where the cities that you're defending change all the time and it changes the the base structure. So uh, very, very clever, beautifully inter- implemented game. Uh, so I've been playing Under Falling Skies. Beautiful. Um, I've also been playing Wingspan. Now, Wingspan is the sort of game where at first when I saw it come out, I thought, I don't want a game. It's birds. Yeah,
1: it's it's, it, it's how do you describe wingspan? It's birds. It's birds.
0: <laughs> it's bird watching in a game, um, and uh, and you know I remember saying to Dan, look, I I, I kind of like this idea of this wingspan. I want to give it a try. It's had some ravey views, but oh mate, I can't bring myself to actually play it. And I remember you saying what do you remember what what you said when when I explained it to you. I said I think I might have said to you, "Do you want to play wingspan?"
1: Uh, and I think my response would have been, "Do I really want that many birds?" Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. would have been something stupid like that. It was
0: something, you know, it was something to the effect of, "No, I'm not at all interested." Yeah. You know, don't do and and then anyway, so I got the the app um, so I downloaded the app. The app was cheap on, stream, on Steam. Yep. Um, it was on a discount. I got it and I sat down with it. And the app's a really good implementation. If you haven't, if you haven't had a go at the, the, the Wingspan app, it's a really fantastic digital implementation of the board game. And I really enjoyed it. Yep. I really enjoyed it. Actually, do you know what? Thinking back,
1: I think I learnt this game for the first time on our very first stream.
0: Okay. I think yeah. that that's actually what
1: we did. Yep. I think that that I was that idiot that did that. Yeah. Yeah. Not only was it my very first stream ever, it was also the very first time I had played Wingspan, mm-hmm. and I was learning it on TTS because we we weren't playing it through the app, we were playing it through TTS. That's so, it. And and I'm very familiar with TTS. I, I I'm quite a big fan of TTS, but obviously it it doesn't take care of everything for you, whereas yep. um you know the the app does do that for you. So.
0: So remember, you know, just just people commenting, and, and you know, you, you'd see videos online, or you'd listen to some some podcasters talking about Wingspan, and they'd rave about it. And I said, "Is it really that good?" Anyway, over um, over the summer, Kmart obviously, you know, contacted the publisher and went Stonemaier Games and went, "We'll take uh, we'll take thousands of copies for you." Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, well, yeah. So Kmart is. It's kind of like the target uh, of Australia. So we, we do have Target, but ironically, Target's not as big here. No. Um, but Kmart is, is huge, two and a half thousand stores across Australia. Um, and yeah, if they bought four or five games, they would have done an entire print run just for themselves. Oh, like, so, absolutely.
0: So this is a game that generally, re, you know, the RRP in Australian, Australian dollars would be $100? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100, 100 120,
1: I think, yeah. is the RRP.
0: Kmart was selling this for 50 bucks
1: still can't I still can't fathom that like I I look forward to that because at the moment if you want to get a board game you have to go to a specialty shop and the price is usually about 40% higher than I could get it online but if you get it online you have to wait a long time and you've got to pay the shipping so it's just like is, is there really any benefit but if you know if we're starting to get into the chains and and being able to go get you know Wingspan to me was a game that is niche like it is it's yep. even in board games it's niche um but yeah so i continue
0: So it's a really i think it's a really having played it now a number of times i, I think it's a lovely game um when i say that i mean it's it, the, the production quality is just outstanding um you know the 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 the, the, the pieces you use the, the the print quality of the cards the artwork is stunning every aspect of the game is is a really lovely game i've changed my mind completely it's a uh, it's a really really very clever game. It's the sort of game that now my wife is is not a gamer at all, um, and and you know I've I've managed to, to to bring her to Wingspan and have a go, and she enjoyed the experience a lot. So so I've I've uh, I've really enjoyed playing Wingspan. It's got a solo mode to it as well.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Um, I'm I'm looking to get the Oceania expansion, which includes...
1: like, Because, come on, we live in Australia. Why can't we get... You have to have the Oceania expansion. Absolutely, yeah. The question is, is Kmart going to have the Oceania expansion?
0: I don't believe so. (laughs) But I know that you can get it for a reasonable price in Australia now. I know that I've been watching it. So, I will get the Oceania expansion. When I've played a, a bit more of the base game, I'll add to it once the experience... Um, you know sort of died off a little bit but but wingspan is is a terrific game and uh, i've really enjoyed it and i highly recommend it to the gamers watching or really to begin any, to anyone really yeah, It's yeah. that sort of yeah. game that it really is one of those um those uh, introductory games that anyone can play great for families beautiful dan what's coming up we have we have some um some streams that we've got coming up what have we got coming up
1: yeah, so uh just recently I, I got a game from a very good friend for Christmas as well, which uh <laughs> the the one and only Hansa Teutonica. Um so I had to learn that. Um so I did play that recently as 2 weeks ago. because um, I had to do the teach. So um for for anyone on the podcast that's you know obviously this is a premier podcast so this is the first time you can be listening to us, but on Twitch, um, uh, you know, we normally don't stream this early, uh, if you, if you haven't seen, but uh, we've been creating uh extra content. So when we stream, we've got the teach, um, which is going through the game that we're going to be playing that night, um, hopefully in a more concise manner. Um, Hansa Totonica was definitely one of those games that I look at, tried to find. Um, good teachers online tried to read the rule manual and pretty much truck that manual out because it is terrible um uh, and eventually got through we did a couple of playthroughs and then created what i think is a pretty good teach um and then we've also got the other video that we're doing on um uh, on YouTube, and then use for the stream is our board game bar where we actually make a drink to pair with a game that we're playing. Um, uh, Hans's doesn't have a drink, but uh, there is, if I look over there, um, we've got Space Cadets Dice Jewel, which is actually a modification, and this is, you know, this is a uh, a, a top tip because it hasn't released yet that video hasn't released yet as at the time of us recording um by the time this podcast comes out i'd imagine that the youtube channel will be live but um we did a modified white russian um which we're calling russian to the moon <laughs> um so you know because uh, i'm a dad oh, that's brilliant. i'm gonna do puns, oh, gonna so, do puns yeah. um and we've also as, as you can see behind me we've got uh, a cryptid um, and we did. Uh, there's a cocktail called the Loch Ness monster. Um, so we did a modification of that, and we've called it "It's Nessie" um, because it's very messy, uh, and it actually it's 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 almost like a Jager bomb. But the the effect, like the photos that we got from the, uh, the 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 shoot. So we're trying to do shoots now. These cameras only got set up yesterday i believe mm. um i say i believe i did it so i know <laughs> that they got set up <laughs> yesterday, up yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the lenses came in yesterday for them uh so the video quality is not not where i want it to be um same with the stream like the streaming we've just been using webcams because uh as uh, as some of our viewers we've got panic games we've got to card we've got uh, misty um streaming board games is very difficult like Mm. trying to get you 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 can't just have uh, most streamers like most video game streamers just have one camera they have one camera facing them and then they're streaming the game for us to do that you have to get all the way around the table all the players around the table you have to also get the table itself and and um
0: in a high enough definition, In, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, oh, we have not can, been doing that. No, we have
1: not been doing that.
0: absolutely. And so it's it's a really it's a really tricky exercise, and I think yeah. people don't appreciate how much goes into it. Yeah? Well,
1: yeah. Hopefully, I, so. Uh, and you know, we'll be hearing from the, the Twitch chat soon. So, if you are listening to the podcast and you want to join the conversation, we've got a Discord, we've got a, a, a live Twitch, as well as our YouTube videos. Um, but uh, we'll be taking questions from them uh, and. Hopefully, they can actually see how good these cameras are. So these are 4K cameras. If I've configured them correctly, <laughs> they're, they're 4K. Um, but uh, uh, it'll be interesting to actually see uh, how much difference that makes to the, the quality of the stream as well. Because it's, it's, it is an engagement factor. Um, we're playing, hopefully, where, actually, why they're watching. Um, the board game itself is probably... Yeah, they could go watch a tutorial, or they can, you yeah, they're, they're. I like to think that they're watching for us being idiots, and we are, and, and, we, and are. we are <laughs> uh, absolutely. Um, but it, it is, uh, it's that having that good quality on there also makes it a bit easier for them as well. Um, and within the videos that we're creating, um, hopefully that content and that, that, that you know, for, for the board game bar that we're creating for Cryptid, for um, the teach that we're creating for each of those videos, hopefully it's more. You know, it's kind of that blend of, you know, you've got the, the shut-up and the sit-downs of the world that are doing reviews and they're entertaining. I love watching their videos because they're more about the entertainment and they just happen to throw in a bit about the game. Like you, you get enough from the game to say, do I want to play it or do I not? Um, and then you've got the how to plays. Yep. And like Rodney Smith is probably the only one I will watch if he's available. But he, you know, what, as, as, as we'll find out, you've got hundreds of games being released every single week. You can't possibly expect one Rodney Smith to do every how to play because he's, at the moment, he's probably the only one I would watch. Um, uh, there are a couple of others, but they're mm. far and few between. So, how I'm actually learning most of the games is either brute forcing the rules manual, which is not always great.
0: In the case of Hansa Tudonica, that, was, uh, yeah, that yeah. was one of those issues, yeah. Um,
1: or I'm watching live streamers and this is how I've actually, you know, I got into the, 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 to the live streams and, and, you know, we've got some of them watching on Twitch right now. Um, they've been invaluable because they help that learning process. And I was like, well, how do we actually do it and how do we boil that down into a quick 10 minute video? Um, because if you can't explain a game in ten minutes, then something's wrong with you, or something's wrong with the game. Yeah. Probably more the latter, hopefully. Um, in my case, probably more of the former. But yeah. <laughs> it's um, yeah. uh, it's uh, it's definitely something that um, playing more games in the last what three months since we've been streaming. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something. It's a skill that you kind of learn and and you kind of develop. And and I, and I think that you know playing hands are. In the last week, and I know I've gone way off track from what you were actually asked right, yeah. in terms of what we've played, but um, tying it back to where we started, the Hansa Tonica that I played two weeks ago, I was probably for about four hours bashing my head against the rules, going, "Why is this not working? It's just not making sense." Um, and then I just started playing. I got them together. We watched a quick video that was. Uh, I think we were more captured that they didn't do the spacing of the wording right, which was like triggering me something crazy. <laughs> um, then we just jumped into the game. We are just like let's learn it as we go and that, that's that's how we got to, to, to actually playing it and um, and I think that that's kind of that area that I want to be in. I don't want to be a reviewer. I don't yeah. think that that's where we want to take any, you know, the podcast or where we're, you know, we could be critiques. We could we could talk about it. We can have conversations but I don't think we want to review Um yeah. And I think that's where the teach aspect comes from. So we're you know us doing the teach, um, and then us doing the board game bar, um, especially in light of like bigger games that are you know could be seen as more complicated than they actually are, um, such as of and Hans Hans um, is kind of where I'm more excited for, for what we're doing. So
0: and I think it's from my point of view anyway, as somebody who's coming in, um, you know, just as a just as somebody as part of the part of the crew, but also just for me. I think what sets us apart is we're all about the social experience, being with friends,
1: yeah, being, yeah, being yeah.
0: with your mates, having a drink, having a laugh. That's what I think sets us apart. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: absolutely. Um, well, uh, and this could be a question for later, um, but uh, so feel free to say let's answer that later. But I didn't really give the group much of a choice. I, I did say that if you don't want to be part of it, we can do something else. But... Um, I was I I just started streaming and then we were still in lockdown and then we we're coming back to our regular Tuesday night uh, King's Dilemma campaign and I said can we stream it and if you don't want to you have, you, know, you don't have to but I, I don't there wasn't really any resistance to it like, how have you found that transition because obviously I do a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of. Making it happen, but being you know the on-air talent that uh, that actually is more entertaining than than, than me going. Ugh, <laughs> what's going on? Um, how's that been for you?
0: Uh, it's been great. Look, I'm I, I'm you know with a young family as well. It, it can be difficult to find the time and with full-time work. But I think you know having that regular contact, regular you know event that we can get together socially. Yeah, I think that's I that. that's a really important thing, particularly. Given what we've been through for the last two years, um, you really appreciate it, and you value the the connections that you have with the people. and And, um, and for me, it's been amazing, it's just been great to have a laugh with people.
1: You're um, never going to have me on this podcast again, given that <laughs> I'm just I, I've I've gone on so many tangents. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's it's fantastic. We have another segment on Sundays. We do a Sunday Twitch. Yes. We do. Um, and that Sunday Twitch is called Guess How Many. So, how does Guess How Many work? and how can uh, our listeners and viewers get involved?
1: Beautiful, so yeah, so um, obviously we do a lot of this because we have a board game application. So app.gamesnight.fun, we'll add the link into the description below, but um, effectively that helps us manage board game, everyone's board game collection. In order for that to work, we actually have to have every board game ever made. Um, (laughs) I very quickly on when I was actually identifying, um, what I wanted the app to be and what I wanted to to use it for personally, because it, it, it's worth noting, I built this for me first, um, and then I gave it and released it to my mm. friends, and I was like, "Well, this is good. We actually should release it to, to other people." Um, when I was doing that, I very quickly realized that I don't want uh, publishers to have to enter their information twice because they're already entering it on Board Game Geek, and realistically, um, you know, that's the ultimate source of truth. Uh, I also didn't want to replace what BoardGameGeek was. Um, Personally, I don't like the layout of the BoardGameGeek because it is just so 1990s, noughties, website design mess in your face. It's just too much there, like all the ads, but then all of the links and the, you know, the top tens and the, the, it, it looks so messy and it's hard to actually see. Um, so, uh, you know, I wanted something that was a lot cleaner, um, but I didn't want to have to replicate or expect publishers to replicate it because why would a publisher put their game into something that, you know, maybe only a couple of hundred people are currently using? So, um, yeah, so, so what I had to do was build what we call a web scraper, a web scraper. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that does is it goes to board Geek. They have open APIs um, that, that they allow people and applications to do exactly this. Um, uh, it's very, very useful and very, very helpful, um, but we can actually go through and we can see every board game that was uh, posted to their service in the last week. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so, so we were doing that pool, um, but it, it, it really was only... It was a background function. Mm. It was something we had to do. Um, And I was quite intrigued by it because I was getting to see it all happen. And I was like, there are how many games added? Um, And I think I was talking – I think I was actually talking to Misty, who's actually watching us on on Twitch right now. Um, And I I was mentioning something and I think inadvertently I mentioned, well, did you know that this is how many games were added? And she was like, no, but how do you know that? And, and it kind of of this conversation as to yeah. why I do it. And then I was just like, well, that actually, if, if I got that small reaction from, from one person, that could actually be very useful to, to include on stream. And, and yeah, that's, so that's now our Sunday night stream. Yeah. Um, I'll start the board game pool, which by the way, does not shut down Board Game Geek. It takes, uh, I think it's about 20 seconds that it does everything it needs to do on Board Game Geek. From there, it's actually going through every single game in that database. So, we effectively, we grab the database, we pull it, um, and, which is that 20 seconds. And then my computer does all the processing. It's, it's going through each game. It's going through and saying, do I have that game in there? Um, do I have, uh, is, is it updated? Um, so, that's what it's doing. Uh, in the background, and it's just doing it on my computer, so it's not it's not slowing down Board Game Geek in any way, um, but it is slowing down my server. So, uh, so I try and space that out. Um, and what I actually saw is it was taking about three to four hours. So turning it into a stream was almost perfect. So now we play board games on Sunday night. Of called guess how many? And we play board games whilst we wait for that stream to pull, um, and then we announce um, on. Uh, on, on stream how many board games were added and through our Discord channel people can guess and, and, and see how many are actually added and we've got prizes for whoever yeah. guessed the, the correct amount so and hopefully Cosima's still there because uh, Cosima's actually the only person that's ever guessed the exact amount
0: our sole um, winner
1: our sole winner but it has you know we jackpot every week yeah. so I think at the moment it's uh, it's like uh, we're going to be building uh it's over there. I can grab it in a second. Um, but, yeah, we're doing box inserts. So I've got a laser cutter and a 3D printer. Um, so we're actually going to laser cut and 3D print um, the box inserts for three different games. So the winner is going to be a very happy winner. Um, yeah, we'll It's going to be
0: amazing. Yeah, so that's how you can get involved. Uh, you can get involved in the Guess How Many Sunday stream. So that's Sunday, uh, about 7.30 p.m. Sunday australian eastern uh daylight time
1: yep um and, and yeah if, you, if you're interested uh jump onto our discord uh and make your guess so everyone that's mm. watching now if you haven't um I, uh so uh bones and zulu if you want to do the uh exclamation discord you can actually post that into the into the twitch chat um but we'll actually include uh, a, a link in the description mm. below to our discord channel where you can con- continue conversations um that we're having but then also um Put in your guess uh, to be included for this week's uh, Guess How Many.
0: So one of our viewers, regular viewers, is Zulu Zach. And Zulu Zach says, I love how some weeks there are 400-plus games added. And this past week, that was actually what happened. There were 416 games added on the 17th of January 2022. And what we, we... like to do on this podcast is is talk about the winners or the closest to the pin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so from last week's BGG New Games database, the the closest to the pin was Pseudo Andy.
1: Yeah, man. How much did they guess?
0: Oh, he guessed uh, two hundred and sixty-seven. Now I happen to know that Pseudo Andy is a he, um, and Pseudo Andy is you know does he does he win a prize? Can he spin the wheel and and, and see what he's won? Can you can you grab the big wheel out actually, mate? That's got <laughs> all
1: the prizes. On it. <laughs> just
0: to, just to let know because Pseudo Andy is uh, who. Is it, who's pseudo Andy? Oh, it's a close oh, mate. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's me. <laughs> oh, it's me. I, I guess two hundred and sixty-seven. So I got closest to the pin. Now I'm still yeah, a, yeah. a long. That's still a long way off. It's it, still a
1: long way off. But yeah. it, it's um.
0: If I uh, if we if we were playing golf, I would have just reached the ladies' tee. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, two hundred and sixty-seven was the closest to the pin. That's a lot of four hundred and sixteen. Four hundred and
1: sixteen is a lot. Um, it, it, it is. It's not uncommon. Um, but. Of late, it's usually been the high hundreds or low 200s. Um, and on our Discord, you can actually see we have a running tally as well. So you can see where Cosimo won, but then also each week what the what the numbers have been. Um, uh, because, yeah, it, it does fluctuate. Um, and you can kind of tell what's happening in the world uh, based on uh, what's been released on yeah. BTD. Because, uh, for instance, before um, Essen, uh, so big European. Uh, board game conference, or I'm not sure if it's called a conference or, or whatever, Yeah, but if it's that, that, that convention. convention, yeah. So the big convention there, uh, for the four weeks leading up to it, it was, you know, 300s um, every single week, high, mm. you know, high 200s, low 300s. Um, since that, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been in the hundreds, if not, it, it might have broken 200s every now and then. Um, so when you get in there, definitely you can have a look and see Oh, where, where is, has it been around yeah. um, before you actually make your guess? Um, but, yeah, yeah. we're, we're uh, it, it's definitely – I'm not sure when it's next going to go off in terms yeah. of who's actually going to get that high world. Um And, yes, we've been definitely thinking about um, – uh, adding a, a prize for the person that got closest, um, just because, yeah, it, it, it hasn't been going off as much. So,
0: so there are currently over 133,000 yeah. games in yep. the BGD database. Yeah, yeah. That um,
1: includes expansions. So expansions are included in there. Reprints usually aren't unless they've made major alterations to the game. Mm. Um, so some board games, um, when they do a reprint, it it they don't change the game because the game is quintessentially the same Um, but sometimes if they drastically change the game like incognito that I was mentioning before um, because they added a third player and a five player variant of the game it's uh, it did have when you search incognito, you'll see two versions of it. Um, But most games, for instance, Who Goes There, which we also mentioned, that's on Edition 2, but it doesn't have a second entry for it um, because it it, it didn't need one.
0: Yeah. So we're going to now go through our top three games that grabbed our attention from the BGG database that have been entered in the last week up to the 17th of January 2022. Uh, And obviously with 416 games added, there was a lot to get through. So I've picked out three that, that grabbed my attention. Uh, and we're going to put them. If you're watching Twitch, we're going to put up some of them on the screen now. So the first one is the Legacy of You, and the Legacy of You is is one of those ones. This is this is my number one, the one that grabbed my attention the most. Yeah, yeah. Um, This one is a game, as you can see up on the screen. If you're watching on Twitch, this is by Garfield Games, uh, a publisher out of New Zealand, and designer Shem Phillips. Now you might you might remember if you if you um, familiar with 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 these with these games, or maybe you're familiar with Shem Phillips' games. Shem's designed the West Kingdom and the North Sea trilogies, as well as the upcoming South Tigris trilogy as well. So, so um, architects of the West Kingdom, paladins of the West Kingdom, um, uh, viscounts of the West Kingdom—they are Shem Phillips' games, uh, and we've played one of them which was um architects of the west kingdom um and we'll talk about that in a moment but what grabbed my attention with with uh, shem's game shem's legacy of you game is this one is a solo only game so whereas before architects was i think it was it maybe a five player or six player game the, those big box sort of games this one looks to be in the vein of of um falling skies which i've just got behind me uh, over my shoulder here this is a solo game wow and uh if you, can, if you uh, can jump ahead, we've got a couple of other images just to show you. There's not much at the moment available for Legacy of You, but what you can see is the, is, is, uh, the artwork is spectacular. And uh, just to describe to, to those who are were, who were listening to the podcast, um, what we've got is we're, we're, we're in ancient China. So that we're setting in ancient China. It's a solo-only it's a fully resettable non-linear campaign game, as, as Shem describes it. And he says, where you step into the role of a legendary hero of the Xia Dynasty, you, the great. And um, it'll be your job to build the canals ahead of the impending flood whilst also defending your growing village against neighbouring barbarian tribes. And what you can see is the artwork is amazing. It's, yeah, um, really, really good. The, the villager cards are, are really detailed, very colourful. And and you can see, I don't know, Dan, if you can if you can tell just by looking at the the, the cards, does it give you that architects of the West Kingdom vibe? I can
1: definitely see that. I can definitely see the um the their style is kind of all over this. It's, yeah. uh, in terms of how they lay out the game, it's like it's interesting seeing um, how different game developers can go through and and even though they are different games with different mm. themes, there's some aspects to it. Like the the that, that left-hand panel is quintessentially architects of the Absolutely. West Kingdom. it is. So. so it's
0: basically, you know, you've obviously got some resources. In this case, you know, it might be wood or clay bricks or wheat or something like that. And, and it, it appears to be something where you, you know, you you collect resources and then trade them in for something else. Yep. Um, now, what, what really grabbed my attention was that, in this game, the stories are going to evolve, and new gameplay elements are going to be added as you go along. And the campaign has a as has what it's being described as a self balancing system. In other words, if you do really well, it'll make it harder. Um, oh, so so it appears that so there's some worker placement aspects to it. There's some deck building elements to it. Um, and uh, I, I don't know what what when we played Architects, and it was going back a little while ago. What, how did you think of the game? What, what did you think of Architects of the West Kingdom? I, I really
1: liked it, and, and I've, I've you know, absolutely just messed up on there and, and did the wrong thing. <laughs> um, so I'll quickly bring that back so that everyone can see it. Um, I, I really liked Architects of the West Kingdom. It's definitely a heavier kind of game than, than, than most might expect, um, but it's it, it's definitely an easier one to explain mm. or, or teach than, mm. than probably a lot of other worker
0: placement games.
1: So this is a this is a solo player worker placement. This is this a or?
0: solo worker placement, and it, it has some light deck building. So the description has there's not much about this game at the moment. It's only as I said, it's only just gone uh, up on the BGG database. So all we can see at the moment is the box art and the cards, or some of the cards. Um, so not not a huge amount um, of information on it, but it's certainly exciting from the point of view that it is a, a worker placement game. It's got some deck beating elements, and it evolves over time. So
1: Yeah, and I think um, uh, one of the things you kind of did mention before, it, it, it's something that I think COVID does have, uh, I wouldn't say the answer for, but it, it's something that COVID's brought up that we, we haven't seen before is is that prevalence of or the emergence of solo playing games. Yeah. Um, prior to COVID, they were definitely relegated to the probably to the corners of why would anyone play that yeah but now uh, you're seeing a lot more like under falling skies great yeah. example this coming up um but another that i'm quite excited by is um hostage negotiator, negotiator yes. hostage negotiator yep um that has both independent play but then also a legacy component um and there's another which i cannot for the life of me mm. remember the name of um, I'm going to have to bring it up and, and mention it uh, yeah. later in the podcast, but it is on my itch list um, because it's kind of it's by the same makers of Austin Negotiator, but it's kind of like you're the um, you're the protagonist in Scream, and you're oh. trying to escape them. So it's once more, it's a solo playing game. Is it
0: called Final Girl?
1: Final Girl. Final that's, that's the, girl. the one. Oh, yes. So you knew the it as one well. I'm yeah. Um, yeah once again, it's a solo playing game, but I, 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 funnily enough, as a streamer, I think it would go great on stream wow, because wow. the interactions and same with host, Negoti- host negotiator um, zulu and uh, and bones can attest that they love the banter aspect of things yeah. and I love it too and those go kind of games probably lean into the banter yeah. Exponentially, so yeah. Misty's saying that uh, it looks amazing oh, on okay. our Twitch chat amazing. as well, so
0: it's getting some really good buzz. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, I can get a copy of that. I really, really want to give that a go. But this also looks very interesting as it well. Does. Is do you know if it's going to be a Kickstarter or, uh, or it, how are they releasing it?
0: So most likely, it will be. Um, yep. And I know, you know, the, the, the Garfield Games kind of publishing cred is that it, well, they're, they're certainly their history anyway. Is that they generally will release it on Kickstarter. And one of the good things is that they don't inflate the prices on Kickstarter. Um, yeah. what, what they do is they 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 put it out there and they say, "Listen, if you want to buy it now, you can buy it now. You can get it on Kickstarter if you know. Don't fear that you are going to miss out on something. We're not going to give you Kickstarter exclusive. We're not going to do anything like that. We're not going to fleece you for stuff that you don't need. Yep. If you want it, you can get it this way. If not, you can wait till retail. And that's what I really like about." yeah their business model so which
1: i think is, it's a much better because uh, probably one of the biggest issues i have with kickstarter games is if you aren't part of the kickstarter and, and I let's face it there's so many games released on there unless you are professionally looking at it um every single day and trolling through everything mm. that's on there you're gonna miss stuff um and uh it, it, you're going to get penalized for not being on Kickstarter all the time. And I just don't think that that's fair no. or relevant. Like I, I want to be able to I- enjoy the game and contribute even if I'm not. So, you know, for instance, for a Kickstarter on, um, on who goes there, they have a collectible coin. So it's for each game they do, they have a collectible coin and that's what you actually use as your, um, I backed at first. Yeah. That's the, oh. Uh, I'm that person that did that Um, but if you went to a store and bought it you're going to get the exact same game and I think that that's I think that that's important Mm. because you shouldn't penalise people for not being able to get it or not, not being you know willing to risk it on yeah. on kickstarter because it is a risk it absolutely is a risk i've high I've, um and and panic and misty and and everyone that's watching don't judge me i <laughs> i did i backed super dungeon explore which is notoriously one of the biggest games that's flopped and i think that that was like 350 australian yeah. dollars that i invested in that so yeah. um and it, you know if it ever comes great if it doesn't i've already f- written off that money so it's it's um uh, it is a risk, and I can understand why people don't want to do it, but they shouldn't be penalised for not doing it. So, hopefully, yeah, that is the case. Case that Legacy is going to come out um, on, on quite soon. Yeah. Um, but given that they are a New Zealander as well, hopefully we'll be able to reach out to them. And and yeah. and within the podcast and, and and people watching us on the stream, you know, we are getting a slightly better, <laughs> slightly. Um, we are we are improving, and we are hopefully you know, having those conversations with publishers so we can actually get and, and put this in front of people. I, I know that we've got two games at the moment of Kickstarter um, or three, sorry, we've mm. got three games at the moment that um, they're going to Kickstarter very soon and the, the publishers are very interested in us actually, um, you know, doing some playthroughs yeah. and, and talking about the game. So hopefully as we actually get better and improve and, and uh, do a bit more of this, we'll mm. be able to show how that would work.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, there is another game that I'd like to, raise, uh, to, to to bring up, which is... Of course you found this game. I found this game. <laughs> I found this game. Now, you just talked and some of the comments are talking about your $350 super... Say that again? Super, super Dungeon Explore. Super Dungeon Explore. So, it's actually...
1: It is the second edition of the game and that's okay. the actually... So, they were adding a brand new edition and a legacy component. Um, so, Super Dungeon Explore is a game you can buy, and it was one you could actually get readily available from stores like Zing and, and and the like. So, it was actually they were a game development company that you thought couldn't do wrong. They couldn't they couldn't fold. Well, how could they fold? They're one of the biggest, you know. Um, and they did the Kickstarter, and they did several Kickstarters, and they flopped. Yeah, they they weren't able to release. Um, I think that they've successfully they've they've managed to make a model in which that they're slowly. Um, slowly clawing back and coming coming back to life, um, uh, so there is hope uh, that, that, that the Kickstarter you know might you know in three years time yeah. uh, come to eventuality. But uh, yeah, it, it's um, we'll wait and see. I, I'm not holding my breath. So.
0: so this is this is another one that, that came up through the week. Um, this is this wasn't added to the BGG database in the last week. This was added some time ago. But I wanted to raise it because it's in the news and it's it's got all the buzz and, and the Kickstarter launched on the Jan, on January eighteenth, yep. and it's designed by um, Fabio Curry and Michael Chanel and it's Marvel Zombies or it's a it's the Zombie side it's a Marvel Zombie side it's called Marvel Zombies a Zombie side game. Yep. It's proju- it's the the publisher is Simon or Come on I don't know how to yeah, yeah, pronounce it, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's got you know it's got the Marvel license the full Marvel license and. And look, personally, you know me. I I love Marvel IP. I have Marvel Champions. It's actually probably my favorite game. Um, I absolutely love it. I've got Disney Plus. Um, We've watched the What If. Episode the Marvel Zombies episode. I'm not sure if yeah, you've yep, seen that Yeah, I did one. see yeah, that. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah I was actually,
1: as soon as I saw this, I was like, ooh, that, that ties in with uh, something I saw recently. So.
0: It does, yeah. So going back to the 1990s, I think they did a, a maybe even 2000s, they did a, a Marvel Zombies comics run um, where there was an interdimensional sort of zombie virus. They called it the hunger. And what it did was it, cut. It, you know, it was interdimensional across crossed dimensions and it infected the Marvel Universe and then heroes and villains and all that would, Driven to devour human flesh, but they retained all their superpowers, their intellect, their personality, etc. So, so that was sort of the the story, the Marvel zombie story. Um, and look, I'm a sucker for Marvel, Marvel IP. You, you know, are, I you am. Are, I mean, are. I've watched yeah. all the shows, I've watched all the movies. I am. I'm a sucker for this.
1: Well, this is not the. Like, it's definitely not the first time publishers have gotten on the Marvel bandwagon, no. but it's the second big game series in yep. the last month that has kick-started on the back of marvel and that you know so obviously zombicide yep. but then last month was dice Throne.
0: dice Throne, that's right yeah
1: so there's you know these are i, w- I would i would argue mm. that zombicide and dice Throne are probably two of the biggest game ips are going around at the mm. moment mm. um so it's very interesting to see that uh, they've done yeah they've done They've done that twice. Like it's in such quick succession, but I suppose that Marvel—if you look at the MCU and 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 how they're actually playing—they're um, definitely heavily trying to. I wouldn't say reinvent themselves, but they're going through that post. Um, and, and I'm not as big as mm-hmm. into Marvel as you are. I do like them, but I'm you know not huge. Yeah. But they're going through that post uh, Iron Man phase. You know, yeah. Is that that you know that that second iteration they've got the new movies coming out so hitting up board games is probably going to be huge and uh, and i think that we're going to see in the next year we're probably going to see i wouldn't say a dozen but you know maybe a quarter maybe three or four games on top of these that are going to be marvel themed iterations of a game that we already know it would be interesting to see how much has changed in zombicide um when i looked at dice throne it looked like they just reskinned a couple of characters. It didn't look like they added any real kind of new mechanics or, or, or powers yeah. per se. Um, it kind of looked like they reskinned. And feel free uh, for everyone on podcast or chat to, to at me and, and say, you're wrong, Daniel. Um, this is the point where I say get on our Discord, but maybe I shouldn't. Uh. <laughs>
0: you might be flamed on Discord. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I got to tell you, mate, as much as I love Marvel IP, I'm not back in this game. You're not. I'm not back in this game.
1: Is there any extra photos on here? Uh, or th-
0: or there's is- not. Uh, uh, there's there's not. Uh, I've just got the one image at the moment. There are there are extra images available. Uh, I tell you what. This is why I'm not back in this game. Um, uh, I, I've not. Firstly, I've not played Zombie Side. Yep. Any of them. So it, it, that's part of the reason. Uh, I've, I'm being told that it's it's a it's it's a it's a terrific game. You know, some of them are better than others. I'm not back in this game and here's why the core box, just the core box is 230 Australian dollars Oh not including shipping now we know at the moment the shipping to Australia is interesting hit and miss right yeah. you, you know yeah, yeah. You, be, we, we, you know we've been waiting months for, for, for thing, things to arrive that should have only taken you know a, a number of weeks so so shipping to Australia is complicated at the moment the full, so that so the core box is 230 Australian dollars. The full Marvel Zombies experience, and when I say full, I mean the core box only allows you, allows you to play the the, the Marvel <sighs> Heroes as zombies. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The full Marvel Zombies experience which includes X-Men heroes, okay, as heroes, so you can play as zombies and you can also play as heroes. That's 335 Australian dollars.
1: Yeah, which would probably be around about 250-280 US dollars.
0: So that's not including shipping. Oh, then gosh. if you want to add Galactus. Now, I, I don't know if I've added uh, another image to this. I, I, I may. No, I just may had add. a look. You didn't. So, yeah. so Galactus is this, you know, enormous, you know, if you've seen Eternals, you know what the, the, the Eternals are and and, yep. and, the, um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so on. So so Galactus is this, you know, enormous um, enormous character, uh, interdimensional, inter, inter, well, I don't even know what you would call it, right? Interstellar uh, character. Five hundred and seventy-one Australian dollars. Uh, you'll have to pay for that. So, so it, it is absolutely. It is this game is going to break uh, break the Kickstarter backer record. The current yeah. Kickstarter backer record was held by Frosthaven. That earned thirteen million. Yeah, yeah. Million. Yeah. Um, and this is going to break it. This is going to break it. It's already raised three point six million. It's only uh-huh. been live for a few days. It's well and truly broken through its its um its uh, funding goals. Yep. It's going to break through at 13 million. It's guaranteed. Um, I, I just sort of went through as well. Um, the the co- so I've, I've gone through my Games Night app wish list games, right? And I've worked out what how many games can I buy for the same cost of just the, the the sort of the the core box, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can add to so I can I can buy. Mind management. I don't know if you have heard yeah, about I mind management. mind management. I, really
1: want to play that I game. know.
0: So mind yeah. management um, is a is a hidden hidden movement game. Mind management will be eighty Australian dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Uwe Rosenberg's New York Zoo, which is on my wish list, that's fifty Australian dollars. I can add that there. I can buy that.
1: Wow! Th- then I
0: can buy I, as well as that on my Games Night app wish list. I have Pandemic Legacy Season Zero.
1: Yeah, yeah, that looks very interesting. Yeah, That's a hundred. Uh, I, I say that we've actually got Pandemic Legacy Season One sitting over there, so we're we're, we're going to be playing that.
0: So, um, yeah. so I can add that one hundred and ten Australian dollars. So for I can buy those three games for as much as the core box. Yeah, when you add shipping as well. So so. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going to bother with Marvel Zombies. So
1: I suppose, and, and, and this is for... Uh, We've definitely got a lot of conversations in the chat that I definitely want to get to because I think it's its going to be useful and, and beneficial for the podcast. Um, but I, I suppose that, that there is that, that conversation we could also have around the benefit this would have for board games in general. So within board games, you know, we need that attention. We need... We need more people playing them because the more people that play games, the more tenable and the the more sustainable a business model becomes for publishers. Um, And you look at the last 10 years, Kickstarter has been great for that because it's being able to create sustainable business models that hopefully then go on to, to, to become bigger. Uh, I think that unfortunately we haven't seen that within some publishers. They only ever release on Kickstarter and they only ever do it that way. So that's the model that they only ever do. Um, I'd like to see publishers make that transition and say, well, yes, we can do and use Kickstarter for what it's great at, but if Kickstarter ever died or you know went into the blockchain, um, I, I haven't looked at it yet, yeah. but uh, I... They went into that kind of thing, then they're not they're not pinning their horse to one chariot. Like they need to have that diversification, um, and I think that's the same within the stream. Where we've got we've got the stream, we've got the YouTube channel, we've got now the podcast. Um, you know that diversification and then that hitting multiple channels. That's. That's what you need to be doing in general. Mm. Like we're we're going to be doing more content creation, and, and and funnily enough, we started because we're building the app. But now we're we're starting to get into more of that avenue. Of things, um, a board games kind of need to have that as well. So, what do you think? Do you think that something like this is good for the industry, or do you think that it's something we kind of need to? Yeah, well, look, I, yeah.
0: I, I I what I'm opposed to a little bit is 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 Kickstarter as a retailer. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think Kickstarter started out as a as a way of, of of designers and publishers and of all sorts of things, not just games. It, it's pro, I mean it, a lot of their a lot of their market is is in games, but I think these are developers, small developers, independent developers, independent designers who have a product who are, who don't who can't fund or having trouble funding their product, so they ask backers to 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 help them support them to back it. Now, what I think Kickstarter has become is a retailer.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would agree.
0: And and I think you know for something like this, which is hugely inflated prices, two hundred and thirty dollars. It's inflated. just, it's outrageous. And I'm kind of, it's like I love the IP and I love it, but I don't. And I want to play it, I really do. But I don't want to kind of go down that path of, 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 of paying for inflated. Yeah. Prices. So.
1: so So for for the podcast's sake, um we do we do have some being boozled um which is a Twitch special. I uh, will do that later, Bones, don't worry, we will get to it. Um and the chat is is has definitely been adding some conversations so to let's, it in let's, terms of
0: let's pause that. Let's, let's pause here. Well,
1: well actually, there, there's something within the podcast, okay, sure. Marvel United. So, okay. the, oh, yeah. so, Panic actually mentioned before Throne. there was actually even Marvel United. It was. So, um, th- there is an extra game which we, we did skip um, when okay. we went through. So, if we go back, um, Time to there's Make. Actually,
0: there's actually two extra games. Two there extra there, games. We can so talk let's, about. let's
1: quickly chat about these two games. So, you found these <laughs> in last week. These were released last, last week. Last week.
0: All right. So, here's, here's this one, All right? This game's called Time to Mate. Just for those of you who are, who are watching on Twitch, um, have a look at this. Right? So, so I'll describe it to our podcast audience. So, this game is called Time Holy to Mate, crap. and it is a strategic board game about the biology of mating and competition. It's a, it's a biology. This,
1: all right. So, so looking at this, so so for the podcast sake, they don't get to see what I see right no. here. But I, I I went from the box, which doesn't look like a big box. It, it looks a pretty reasonable size box. We then go to the next slide, <laughs> and it kind of looks like what's the game that it reminds me of? Um, it's a oh, it's the business one uh, where you're building like burger places and Oh the um the, um,
0: the um, is it not the food game? Oh food yeah, chain food chain.
1: Uh, food chain magnet. Food chain magnet,
0: Yeah. Um, it, it looks like that. Holy crap! It looks like that. So what we've got is is the images that you can see in it, and and Dan just oh. put up on the Twitch <laughs> channel. Are these <laughs> sperm? They are sperm <laughs> <I> <laughs> Sperm, meeples, no joke. These are what sperm. What am I seeing? <laughs> you can see David. What did you show me? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My sensitive delicacies have just gone. <laughs> so there is a game that's coming out by now. I couldn't find the name of the designer. I couldn't find it was self-published. Um, we've got colourful three D printed sperm and egg minis. Is the first has to be the first misty. Game. I agree. Absolutely. What in the yes. actual? Absolutely, I couldn't help myself. Um, we've got we've got the player board. Yeah, do you remember the? Do you remember the game we played called Fort? Do you yes, Fort? yeah, yeah, Fort,
1: yeah, yeah, great. Where, so also by the same publisher, of Root. Yeah,
0: that's right. So yeah. we've got some pizza tokens and toy tokens. And basically, what we're doing is we're 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 building up and we're trading them in for for various things. These ones have. Um, Mitochondria. So they've got little food tokens, and you use that for your survival and your reproduction. And what pay- players are doing is they are racing against each other to spread their genes around an island. And then players uh, must strategic, be strategic in building their reproduction and their survival traits that their male and female mates. To gain the most DNA points, this but is bonkers. For,
1: bo- for the podcast's sake, I've been quiet for the last minute and a half because I am controlling my laughter. Like, <laughs> but do you know what? I want this game because it looks so like it's it awesome. It's, the innuendo in this game is
0: on point, and the cards look. I mean, I know <laughs> we had the we had the cards up earlier, but some of the cards are fantastic as well. Yep. So, so this just looks like an awesome uh, an awesome. We got in you know, a sex education card we've got uh what else have we got there we've got um we've got
1: <laughs> combat rations combat what are you rations. doing in the bed that you need combat rations for we've
0: got a card called book of life <laughs> this just looks
1: yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: um so uh so we don't know if you're the publisher of this game we don't know oh, who
1: you are. i i guarantee we are going to reach out to the publisher of this game because i'm intrigued um that is. Is that saying a lot about me? That
0: I think it says about me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think you found this. <laughs> I found this. And of the 416 games you were added to BGG last week, this one took my attention. So... Um, so that is time to mate.
1: Yeah, definitely. We'll, uh, hopefully we'll have some more information about this game <laughs> soon. And what was the so other the, game the, that you the found?
0: The next one, I'll be really quick about this one. This one is from uh, Reiner Kinitia. Now, we mentioned Reiner earlier on. We have played a Quest for El Dorado. It's one of my favorite games. Um, uh, really beautiful implementation of Amun-Ra, which is the 20th anniversary edition. I have not played Amun-Ra, but what mm-hmm. I understand is this is an auctioning game. Where you are auctioning regions around Egypt, and um, so you uh, basically um, some cards come out. Yeah, the, the, the the cards are placed onto various regions. You can auction off if you want that particular region. You have to pay a certain amount of gold. Uh, if you win the region, you can um, add pyramids to it and so on to get more points. So, so um, my understanding is this is a this this is ranked 406 out of the 133,000. BGG games. So,
1: so, so once more, and, and obviously that's why I created Games Night app because I hate the rating system on Board Game mm-hmm. Geek, and and I, I'm sure that you know for the second time this stream I'm probably going to cause a lot of people to at me, but um, people's ratings are so subjective that I ignore them entirely. <laughs> 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 it's I uh, incognito, which was uh, as I mentioned earlier in the stream. Um, so many people actually if you read the ratings of it, they give a one star because they don't like mystery games. It's called incognito for what <laughs> the hell? Like, like so uh, uh, I, I just, I don't, I don't like the rating system on it. Cause if you don't like a certain style of game, why would you ever play it? Um, and board games in the common age, when you've got 400 and odd games coming out every week, don't play game styles that you don't like. Don't play mechanics. You don't like, you can avoid them. Just, just, Leave them off to the side and don't put your two cents in. Mm. Don't be the internet troll that pisses everyone off and just have fun. Yeah, enjoy.
0: That's what it's for. Right. So I'm really keen to watch uh, this. I don't know when it will come out. I think it was a 2022 release. So, um, so I'm looking forward to that. I I really enjoy Ryan Kinnear's game. So yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. So that will be interesting. I definitely think that will be, that'll be now, a good one.
0: Before we head over to now, um, uh, people who are watching on Twitch, we're going to come to your comments in just a few moments. But Dan, if you just could briefly talk about uh, to our listeners, what is the board game bar and what is the teach and what have we got available on YouTube? for uh, Yeah, so watch?
1: so uh, obviously we stream on Twitch twice a week. Um, so we stream uh, Melbourne, Australian. Eastern Standard Time, mm-hmm. which is also interesting because it's got daylight savings in there. Yeah. So at the moment, we're in daylight savings. Um, so every Sunday and every Tuesday evening from usually around uh, 7.30 to 8 o'clock. Um, so we usually put on the, the, the poster at 8 o'clock. Um, and what we've actually started doing from this year so we actually came up with the idea we took a week off we were down at uh, Phillip Island we were enjoying the sun, sun and sand um, and an idea that came to us was well we love teaching games to people especially myself um, but we're not I didn't feel that we were doing that the best on stream um, so what, what we actually came up with is well, why don't we record that and put that up on YouTube um, so we've got the YouTube YouTube channel um, and we've got the segment in there called The Teach, um, which basically does it within 10 minutes. We, we try and keep it within 10 minutes. Um, we, we teach the game. Um, we go through why we enjoy it, who we are, how you win, um, the rules, basic rules of the game. Um, it's not perfect. We're still learning how to do it, um, but uh, the, the Teach really kind of gives you that. Hopefully, everything you need to start playing it, so that then you can start playing it and ask those extra questions of, "Oh, how does this particular rule work, or how does this example work?" Um, You know, we we don't we don't want to bore everyone with all the fine details of, "Well, if I do this action and you've done that action, how do we?" It's it's too much. Whereas if we get you excited into in the game and how do you start playing, that's to me more important um, because we play that. So that's YouTube that anyone can watch at any time, but we also play that on stream as well. So we've got a couple of people watching us live on Twitch right now that are actually hopefully enjoying the teach um, that, that we've been putting out for the last couple of weeks. It's going to improve that we've got better bit of equipment now, but um, that teach also gives us a break. Um, If you're streaming for several hours at a time you know you can get a bit tired so we're using those videos as a way of um introducing us to what game we're playing that night but then also halfway through the stream we're using it as a you know uh a way of explaining what we're doing um, because how many times are we streaming and, and people are like, well, what's this game about? How do you play it? All I was like, well, actually you could just go to the YouTube channel and watch it there and then come back and watch us and then tell us what we're doing wrong because no doubt we're playing something wrong. Um, so that's the teach. Um, and then we also the have board the board game bar. Yeah. So this was a concept that um, we, we love drinks. We mm. love enjoying mm. ourselves and it's about the social engagement piece. Uh, it's that, you know, we we play games because we like to socialize and we like to have fun. Um, and part of that is usually we have drinks. Um, so we actually make games. We make – no, we don't make games. We <laughs> make drinks that pair with the games that we have on our table. Um, we only do this on Sunday nights because I do not have the time to yeah. create yeah. Um that would be four videos a week as well as learning games and, and creating the videos and then editing the videos. So we only do this on Sundays. So every Sunday stream for our Guess How Many stream, we make a drink or a cocktail that pairs with the game on our table. Um, so far, we have done Who Goes There, um, which was the Huckleberry Gin. Um, we've also done, again, The Quacker for... Quacks Quack of like which was a colour-changing gin. So what we actually did is we made using colour-changing tea, um, there's an a, 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 um, amazing purple tea leaf that you brew it, uh, makes a purple syrup so we turned it into a sugar syrup um, and then if you add just a little bit of citrus so like a lemon or a lime or an orange um, we use lemon in this instance um, it changes the drink color from a deep purple to a colorful pink mm. so definitely hit up our youtube channel you can see those videos there nice. but um, yeah the board game bar is about well you know if, if we're trying to create that atmosphere we're trying to have that fun um, the board game bar is that extension of well, if we're playing a game and we want to get involved, this is the drink you can actually have with it. So yeah. um, we do have and an, you know a, 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 a nice intro for the people that are watching this on stream. This weekend we're meant to be playing Space Cadets, so hopefully um, that goes ahead. Um, because of COVID, yeah. you know things are a bit difficult at the moment. Getting eight people together yeah. can be hard. Um but uh, the the drink we have that is a white russian, but we've modified it. So we're calling it Russian to the Moon. Um because it's a it's a white russian that uses a cylindrical disc of ice cream that actually oh. melts. Oh. Um so as you're drinking it it melts and and, and uh, becomes more fun. And if you've played Space Invaders before, um so we're playing Space that's Dice Duel. Um, it's a live- action game so you con- you're not able to really get to drink much. So <laughs> by the time you finally get to drink the drink, um, the moon in a black sky has actually dissolved into into a standard white Russian that you'd be used to drinking. So yeah, that's the teach and that is the board game bar. Fantastic. So and, well and then we've got the podcast that's the and We have the podcast. Game.
0: So we're just starting just for those of you who are joining us. This is our very first podcast. Uh, we're having fun. I hope you are too. Uh, We've got Hansa Teutonica coming up soon. We don't have a drink for that yet, so if you would like to... No, so Hansa Teutonica is a a
1: Tuesday night game, so it's it's going to be one of the games that we don't have a drink for. Um, Cryptid, as you can see in the background here, right here, um, that does have a drink, um, and that is the Loch Ness Monster that we've modified to call Its Nessie. Uh, I'm not going to give anything away on that one, actually, um, because that is... Mm. Hilarious drink,
0: but if it's one of those, probably one of those drinks where you drink it and you go, "That's delicious," and then you go to stand up and you realize your legs don't work anymore. <laughs> it gets you drunk from the bottom up.
1: It uh, it definitely is something we're thinking about within these yeah, games yeah, yeah. because
0: uh, um, now uh, we have Zulu saying white Russians are good.
1: Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: White Russian was my first legal drink. Ooh,
1: ooh,
0: that's a heavy. That's heavy. Yeah, that's I'm pretty not, I heavy. I can't drink a White Russian anymore
1: really yeah yeah oh see see we're we're i'm pretty good with it now but that's because of the last month i've had so many cocktails yeah.
0: i have um i might have a general problem now so <laughs> yeah Nah. white russian same with bailey's irish cream i can't i just can't it just doesn't yeah i don't know it just
1: it's a very heavy yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um but uh,
1: the, the the drink, so uh, I'm lucky that we've got Dan, who used to be a bartender, and we also have Tim. I'm not sure, Tim, I did see Barbecue Dog Chicken in the chat for a second there, um, but uh, they were both bartenders. Mm-hmm. So we have some actual experience it's not me being an absolute schmuck um it's me in as a schmuck introducing someone that has been a bartender and knows how to make good drinks um and the, the it's nessie is actually really delicious yeah. it's not it's not super al- alcoholic either um but it is a you know it is quite quite a nice drink to have so cool good. yes good. it's actually been quite fun actually yeah. so well we did um obscurio that was the game that i missed yeah. we did the storm dark and brewing. stormy yeah well, the dark, yeah what did you call it we called it the storm brewing yeah. which is just a dark and stormy so it's a, a ginger beer and dark rum
0: is We're um is misty mountain girl from australia no or no America? from the unit so yeah, yeah. um misty's
1: on pretty much every stream you can think of fantastic. um I, I think Misty should be doing their own stream. Like she's awesome. She's fun. She's really yeah. really engaging. Um, so Misty, you should be doing your own stream. But she's on, like, she's on the whole card. Um, uh, Phantom Meeple, I think she's on a couple okay. of times. Um, I've seen her on the Panic Games. Like she, yep. yeah, she she goes between all the different streams. So um,
0: um, yes, yeah, dark and sto- Well, a dark and stormy is basically rum and ginger. ginger beer. Yeah, pretty much. And and fortunately here in Australia we have oh and lime a little bit of lime and a little bit of lime. And um, fortunately, in Australia, we are blessed with awesome rum, and just as awesome ginger beer. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're um, we're pretty we're pretty. Bundaberg um, ginger beer is yeah, the best. It is
1: oh, absolutely. And the Bundaberg
0: rum is is pretty special as well. Probably not quite so good as the Jamaican rum, but certainly um, it is a pretty special thing. Well, that's it. That's episode one.
1: We got through. The
0: premiere is done. Please, Dan, tell our listeners how can you find how can they find Games Night app.
1: So, uh, yeah, app.gamesnight.fun. That's probably the best way to go um, about finding. We've got so many different channels out there. We have a Discord, we have a YouTube channel, we have a Twitch that we stream on. Um, so, if you go to the app.gamesnight.fun, you'll be able to find all of those um, communication channels from there. We have a lot of videos going out all the time, every week, uh, at least two or three videos. So. Um, definitely hit us up there. Um, and also, if you want to help managing your board game collection, um, that's the place to go app.gamesnight.fun.
0: So, hopefully, we get to do this again another time, another week, and get an episode two.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. I, hope- I I have enjoyed it. And, uh, um,
0: yeah, yeah, and hopefully, you guys can, can join us on one of our Twitch streams or engage with us on YouTube. Love to, to see you there. Um, thanks for listening, yep. and uh, we'll see you again next time. Be it all. Thanks, Take everyone. Care. See you later.